Rocket Watch showed up on campus, which is what qualifies as news for our basketball program. Motherfuck. You're listening to Can't Read, Can't Write. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Can't Read, Can't Write, the podcast that proves Spartans can talk. I'm Mike Jones, joined, as always, by the guy who starts today and works out the details later, Kevin Greck. Greckers, did you start today? Have you worked out the details? Uh, yeah, well, uh... All right, and I'm also joined by Clavic <laughs> Toffee's newest member of the Mogamonth Club, Alex Plum. All right. Uh, we, of course, are in week three of the Twitter question power rankings for the month of May. And we want to thank you all for listening to uh, Can't Read, Can't Write. Uh, if we could ask a small favor, please share the pod with Spartans in your life. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get podcasts. And, of course, follow us on Twitter. I won't plug Instagram. You can follow us on Twitter at Spartan underscore pod. Uh, Sorry, <laughs> It is the greatest disappointment of them all. Like, truly. <laughs> and and she would say you were the greatest disappointment. Well, as of Plum has been saying, she has so much going for her, but she can't bother to do Instagram. It's, so. it's difficult for all of us. Yeah. Uh, Greg, what's the structure of this week's show? Oh, we start on the green wall uh, where football always leads um, because it's where most of the content is. Then we'll talk a little softball because there's been news. Uh, <laughs> then we'll talk basketball because then there's been not that. Uh, then we have a guest, JD underscore underscore Jer Bear. The Jer himself is here to talk hockey. So we do that. And then we go off Grand River uh, and then take those Twitter questions for week three. All right. Let's get behind that green wall. And yes, sport with always leads, football. Uh, first note, June coming. Uh, so I think there's been a generalized itch among the fan base about where, where's the recruiting? What's sure. going on? Like, and I think this itch is probably born out of frustration with another program that's not yeah. to be named on campus. Okay. Uh, but June is official visit month. So that's the headline, right? Um. But I think what's interesting is that, you know, for those who don't know, official visits, the, the school pays for the, the would-be student-athletes travel and lodging, which makes it different than an unofficial visit. So, you know, we talked about folks coming earlier in the year for the spring game, all of those four and five stars, they did that out of pocket. That's a big deal. You might say, okay, official visits, not a big deal, but you only get four of them. So what is exciting, the headlines we're seeing is that a lot of four and five stars are choosing MSU as one of their four official visits for this year. So June could be a, a revitalization of, of podcast content, I think is what we're at. Is that the hmm. best way of phrasing it? Uh, are you guys going to have me down at like Scandalera Center, just like camped out with some binoculars like I'm like I am Mel Tucker? Uh, that that yeah. was a deep cut. Does everyone remember that Mel Tucker is a birder? <laughs> a, a birder? An ornithologist? An or I think a, an ornithologist is someone that studies birds, but uh, Amateur someone that just enjoys them is, is a, birder. a birder. I think. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the problem is that when you uh, are, are out of the Scandalera Center with uh, binoculars, 
and you're like, where are the locker rooms? I think MSU PD is going to arrive. Weird. Weird place to ticket. Um, but also fair. Plum, Plum Sly Smile says he doesn't disagree with that take. <laughs> Listen, uh, and teenage boys get on campus. I've, I've got my own predilections. Did I just say predilections? <laughs> you did, and God, that made that it was We worse. need to cut everything. All of it. All of it. Palm this episode. All of it. Jared's uh, going to be like, what did I join? Yeah, I'm sorry ahead of time. And anytime, Jared, you won't do this again. Indeed. <laughs> All right, so tell us about the final pieces, uh, to use a, a term. Uh, that are in place. So we've got we've got uh, the last of the of the uh, the hall from the uh, from the transfer portal here on campus. Broussard is here. Daniel Barker is here. Brian Green is here. All on campus now. Correct. Yeah. I I just want to flag though what I think is kind of crazy about those three names is they're likely all starters. Uh, Jared Broussard. Huh. Many suspect is going to be running back one. I mean, that's what we came. That was the conclusion that we came away with after the spring game. Uh, This is a job that is available. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Jalen Berger might be good someday, but he's not there yet. Uh, uh, I mean, he's he's better than what was available, but but, you know, has room to grow. Daniel Barker, uh, you know, is a proven Big Ten tight end, Mm. even if it was at Illinois. Um, Mm. I think he's the all-time leader for receptions and touchdowns by a tight end at mm. Illinois. So, you know, as much as we are high on Malik, uh, Malik Carr as a long-term addition, you know Daniel Barker's getting a lot of snaps. Right. Yeah. Um, Brian Green, offensive guard center. Like, I, I, don't, I, mean, I don't know if we've not covered enough on the podcast, but the, we need bodies there. Yeah. I was going to say, uh, he is a, uh, a being in corporeal form. So that gives him a role (laughs) on the, yeah. And he is, uh, he's, I believe I'm trying to hang with the two of you. And, uh, that's what I came up with. Being in corporeal. I want to just underline predilection again, everybody. And I want (laughs) to apologize for it, but being in corporeal form is, yeah, who, who needs to get the bottle first? I, yeah. One of you two is is both gonna of be us. It. All right, uh, so we're gonna win the Big Ten in 2022, that's, right? That's uh, that is uh, those are old from last week. I didn't. Believe yes, them. I I I typed that in and no one believed me. I and mean, you said you said don't say that on the podcast, Alex. It's too soon. And I said, well, last year, gentlemen, I correctly predicted a ten win season. I was a being in corporeal form. You both were corporeal, <laughs> listening to me with my predilections and my prognostications. All right, next up. Big uh, news. Yeah, Coach Joseph of the softball team has stepped down after 29 years. I believe in that time she had two winning seasons. Yeah. Yeah, so on yeah. the one hand, you say 29 years. <sighs> pensions kicked in. It's time. On the other hand... I have to ask, is Alan Hauer maybe cleaning house a little bit? And he should be. And you know why he should be? Because he's probably been paying attention. Listen, he's been in the athletics department for how long? Ten years? Yeah, years. Longer? Uh, uh, well. In different was, roles. He was in PD when yeah. D'Antonio was hired, right? That's a nice way of saying that. Uh, yes. Um, okay. He's been at the university for that long. He's been, so, but, but my point is, this university... And I don't know if there's a gendered component to it or not, but has allowed coaches with 
terrible records to remain in their posts well beyond what should have been acceptable. And this has seemed to have negative, more negatively influenced women's sports than it has men's sports at the university. But with this, I'm particularly pointing to women's soccer and now women's softball. Yeah, as it comes to being a coach, uh, Joseph was not a being in corporeal form. (laughs) (laughs) She had a predilection for losing. Uh, and not to not to step on Coach Joseph, but uh, I we I just did big time, yeah, a step lot. on her, right? Uh, Nothing but, but uh, you know, one of his hires in women's sport, to your point, Plum, uh, was is it Leah Johnson? I think yep. uh, is the volleyball's coach. Mm-hmm. Picked up a big time recruit out of Virginia um, this week. So, and by all accounts, seems to actually be a really great hire. I mean, time will tell, but. I don't I'm kind of excited that Alan Haller is getting I don't know if he's actively cleaning house or but you know he's it, doing something in a way that the old the old athletic directors were just like why would we even bother why, right. let's not even pretend to care cuz here's the thing though like maybe the reason you know, we're guilty of it here on this podcast. I mean, obviously, you know, football is worth always leads and, and, you know, Izzo with his 25 years. And like, there's a reason that, that football and basketball will continue to occupy a lot of our bandwidth. They are obviously the most closely followed sports, but <laughs> when you accept mediocrity or less than mediocrity for yep. decades, yep. like why would I be invested? Right. So, you know, yep. I, like, I don't know that this is ever going to be truly a hockey podcast or a softball podcast or a baseball podcast, but like, it'd be nice to more than cursorily, cursorily, sure. you know what I'm trying to say, acknowledge like a, an individual award winner in a sport. Like, it'd be cool to be invested in the college softball playoffs. That'd be great. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Coach Joseph got uh, swept out of the uh, Big Ten tournament that she was hosting <gasps> in the first game. <laughs> yeah, about that, that. That was her swan song. Good. Um, all right. Speaking <laughs> of swan songs, uh, Rocket Watts is no, on no, no. campus. Start with bullet number one. Uh, there's nothing of note to talk about. Cricket. And that is of note to talk about. We cannot, like, we can't let these weeks go by and just say, oh, we have a time limit on our podcast and not be at least vocal about the fact that this is. In fairness, we did say that it doesn't, don't rush the coaching hire, get it right. So we, we are on the record with that. And now we know that there's probably not going to be any additional activity in the transfer portal. What so, if Rocket Watts is the coaching hire? What if he's <laughs> going to give up his remaining year of eligibility and he's just going to come coach? What, why is there no addition to, in the transfer portal? It's because there's just nothing. There's no smoke. There's Did, no smoke. There's nobody in corporeal form in the <laughs> transfer portal to be. Is there, is there something in the fact that uh, Carson, uh, Carson Cooper, who I actually think we were maybe a bit hard on, uh last week why because he's taking a red shirt yeah well because all right hear me out so calipari's on record so like let's use someone who is actively using the transfer portal and and has a successful bluebird program like is on record with that he's not gonna fill his full allotment of scholarships probably ever again Hmm. so okay so 
now you've utilized a scholarship on a development player. Who cares? Sure. Like for 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 forever. Like in in let me get I'll I'll circle back on like I'm still pissed at Tom Izzo for not using more scholarships, but like there was a time where you took development players. There was a time when you took red shirts and then that faded away for a time. Like Carson Cooper may end up being a really great basketball player at Michigan state. Right. He may not be, but he's six eleven, and at least he's a dude who can stand with his arms up at practice. Sure. And, and, you know, imitate what uh, we what we said last week was not about him as a player uh, we were a little i included said that i think i was very passive aggressive in his zero stars mm-hmm. um and i pointed out that he would be a, a preferred walk-on in in other yeah, we we were not kind to carson cooper who you know it sounds like was going to take a prep school year next year and then msu said and and, and his recruitment seemed to be getting a little bit more smoke but but still, my point is uh, that I, I said last week, I still stand by, which is that we're one rolled fucking ankle away right. from, from Carson Cooper not having a red shirt. Getting 20 minutes. Yeah. So, like, it's still unacceptable. But, so, like, I don't know how you roll out with two bigs. You, you can't roll out with two bigs. Right. All right. I, I just, I, I don't, I don't know how we can... Sh- only do this weekly and not when a week comes and nothing's happened under Tom Izzo, not be a little apoplectic about the fact that nothing has happened. So things that have happened, we can transition. Now he wants to get into it. Rocket Watts was on campus. Let's transition. I need to understand what in the motherfuck. Now, listen, I, (laughs) I can I can I can suffer a lot. And for Tom Izzo, I can suffer even more than most. And this transfer portal and Max Christie and this whole fucking season <laughs> have pushed me to the goddamn brink. But Rocket Watts shouldn't be on campus. There is no explanation. <laughs> Nothing defensible. As soon as Tom Izzo heard that Rocket Watts was on campus... Bad things should have happened. We should have had news reports. News reports about the bad things happening at Michigan State University because Rocket Watts was on campus. I need to know why he was there. If it wasn't to deal with a family emergency, (laughs) if it wasn't because a loved one was gravely injured, if it wasn't for... I, I don't even think I would allow him on campus for any like purely altruistic or philanthropic pursuits. It would have to be to say goodbye to a dying relative. Mm. He has no business being in campus. His and grandma is at, uh, I don't know, Sparrow or something. And, and I will. Crashing on someone's couch. Well, I, I need to understand she's getting what's the last going rights. on. How is it that we don't have anyone playing on our team? <laughs> we have four. Do we agree on four open scholarships? I don't want to look at it, but four. Well, now three or three, three or four. Okay, three. three. Oh, because well, he's got a red shirt, but I guess it doesn't matter, does it? Three. It's oh, because that's that's yeah. It's so three mess. scholarships, and yet we've got Rocket Watts coming. I I the problem that I have was the picture that he managed to take of campus, where it was just like oh the Jiffy God. Lube, uh, literally. Roof. 
Like you weren't trying. He did that to hurt me. Yeah, I think this was a slight this to was everyone. A, yes, it was. Of like, this is how I view East Lansing. I could go downstairs and take a picture with trees in it really easily, but I choose the Jiffy Lube roof on, on what was it grand river was he on, yeah was that yeah right like i think he was in the hub if i if i am triangulating properly and it, it's just like at least go up to the roof and take a picture of actual campus you're not trying let me tell you though this might be a good you put the same amount of effort in that picture that he put into his play an, an entire season of basketball yeah. I at least COVID was an excuse. Then he has no excuse for this. I don't know what to tell you. I am. I'm so angry. I'm not angry. Raymond's been trying to get us to be better people. And Jonesy had his head in that direction for a minute. And now we're back. I don't know. (laughs) Let me ask you this. Would you, would you, if rocket Watts joined the team, which to be, to be very clear, there's not a need for a guard. So like, does Tom know that he's, he's recruiting exclusively guards, but (laughs) so if rocket Watts joined the team, let me ask you, would you a quit the pod or B double down into a bi-weekly basketball season podcast merely so that I could lament and just be apoplectic. Yes. That's option B. Not only that, but I would start the like fire time as a like sub pod or sub stack. I don't know. Something, a quarterly, something with long form journalism about anything anti time is. I'd probably start coming after Lupe. Like I would do uncharitable (laughs) and godless things. If that happened, the one exception, the one allowance I would make for rocket rocket Watts back on this team would be if he wore um, stilts and played the five. Then, or, or on 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 uh, Stevie's shoulders, or if he maybe. just like and they, and he was the trench coat, like or frankly, if he was the bottom of the trench coat and let Stevie ride his shoulders, and that was the five, then it's fine. Then all can be forgiven, and we've got ourselves another good season of winning. All right, I think it's time that we move along, and that of course means that we need to. Finally, talk about Adam Nightingale joining MSU Hockey as the new head coach. And of course, if we're going to do that hockey thing, we've got to have our dear friend, JD underscore Jer Bear, Jeremy on the pod. Jer, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I think we've got a lot of questions, many of them naive. Uh, but no, let's start with... Not us, not this gang. <laughs> um, how does Adam Nightingale do that hockey thing? No, uh, what... Uh, so... I, the comp, you know, I, I think the rough criticism, right? The maybe uninformed criticism. And I think the something thing you that laid, you've heard a thousand times. Already. And I think that you preempted the last time you were on the podcast was that Adam Nightingale is more or less Danton Cole 2.0. And that, that criticism is largely based on the fact that they merely held the same job before coming to Michigan State. Um, what makes Adam different? Well, first of all, thanks for having me. I'm sorry to blow no. you guys off last week. No, we don't. We don't appreciate your thanks. No. That's fine. That's okay. Um, no, what makes him different, uh, man? Like, I think uh, the biggest thing about Adam that's going to be different, or kind of uh, a new a new step, is I think Jones. He actually texted me this during even the the press conference. Like, it sounded like Mel Tucker quotes worked their way into his stuff, um, and I've even been texting like former players today that said 
kind of the same thing. They're like, he knows how to sell it, <laughs> right? Like he's he's you, maybe not the hockey guy that is like been around thirty something years coaching, but he knows how to sell it, and uh, and that might just be what you need. And gonna she hasn't hired any assistants, so I kind of want to see what happens there and go with some experience, hopefully. But um, I think the biggest thing you're gonna get out of Adam is just for me, like we talked a lot about resources last time and the money yeah. on hockey. Um, he's going to fit with the athletic department and be in the modern athletic department with Alan Haller and Mel Tucker. And, you know, for now, Tom is able to see what happens there, but just fit in in a way that I think hockey is going to get resources and be a part of the conversation where when you have coaches who just don't fit in, and you're not winning, you just fall apart from, you know, sticking out in the athletic department. So I think he's modern and young and he's going to be fit in really well for where the athletic department as a whole is going. And so that's, that's the exciting part. So I think he dropped a relentless in his press conference. So do you think that's a, a mantra that he actually subscribes to or do you, do you, or maybe it's both actually, but, or do you think he was parroting some Mel Tucker language knowing sort of where the hearts and minds of fans are because a big part of his pitch, right. Was like, I need you all to show up. You, the, you being the fans um, either way. I think it's, I mean, obviously we've seen success out of Mel, but if he truly was parroting, right. Like that's kind of smart to yeah. buy in on the hot thing on campus. Right. Yeah. I think it was both. I think that is a style that he's going to bring. I mean, just talking even from, uh, you know, like some incoming freshmen that um, say like, you know, we still have to set up our call with him because he's been recruiting basically since he got the job. <laughs> like he's been on it. Like he's, I know the day that he got the job and came back from Germany, he was in Chicago watching the USHL game like that night. And they brought it up at the press conference. He said, well, uh, it's my job, right? Like I'm just going to do my job. That's what I'm supposed to be doing. So, um, so he's definitely relentless in like his own personality. But I think that, I mean, he's a pretty young guy. He's 42, I think. And he yeah. was living in Plymouth like and I know for people around him like he's a big MSU fan so I think for him he watched Mel Tucker he's probably watched every game and followed Mm -hmm. along and I think he's definitely smart enough to know like he see I he's not himself on Twitter but I'm sure he sees he maybe has a burner but uh he sees all the the reaction like from the fans to Mel Tucker and um you know I so I know that from the MSU fan point of view, I think he absolutely understood. Like if you drop this in your press conference, like it's going to have good connotations and it's going to go over well. So. He knew, he had the homework assignment and he, he did it. He so got the, he got the yeah. Answer. Yeah. He was media prepped. I think, and I wouldn't say that Dan and Tom and Astros were bad at media. I mean, Tom was literally a commissioner of a whole league. So I think we, we haven't had bad media coaches, but I think that going back to my first one, like he's just more modern media prep. Yeah. He even closed like his press conference, like he didn't have that many questions. And all of a sudden, right before he's about to walk off stage, says, you know, hey, you guys are you know, speaking to the media. You guys are a big part of what we're going to do. Like, we need you to cover the team. We need you to, you know, be here. And we need we need you to help build this thing back up. And we appreciate the work you do. Like, that's the thing that I've seen Mel do. Mm-hmm. Mel's done the same thing, right? Of just like thanking the media, telling them like my door is open and you can do all access pieces. You can do all these things. I think Adam gets it. Like that's just, but there's something I think there's a thing that concerned me because in the press conference, he's, 
you know, he, they're talking about, he's talking about emulating the program, right? Emulating the, the basketball program. And he says, you could put an orange basketball jersey on Michigan State and you'd still know who they were. Uh, they play hard, they get to the inside, they rebound. And then I realized he hasn't watched a Michigan State basketball <laughs> game. Plum, we've transitioned segments in so long. Hey, you know what? I think he, I think that showed you that game back to Jonesy does his homework right. He that's said right. that in the interview to Tom Izzo. That's just kissing that ass. That's, that's, that that's, that's all he's got to do. Kiss that ring. That's all he's got to do. Right. Tom, Tom so thinks that's what his team still too. does, right? That's right. <laughs> Adam's in the yeah. interview dropping keys for us. Like, yeah, so when you work the transfer portal, Tom. Right, let me tell you what I learned. <laughs> Is yeah, the transfer what, portal a thing? Is it a big thing in hockey? Uh, I mean, it is. It's kind of an interesting thing because hockey almost had a transfer portal before anyone else in a way. Okay. Um, reason being that you could play junior hockey till you're 20. So if you showed up for your freshman year at 18 and you just weren't getting minutes, you could just tell your team, like, you know what, I'm going back to junior. Yeah. I'm going to go play junior for another year and maybe I'll come back here because I'll be ready. Or I'll go somewhere else. Because um, so um, his his Nightingale's uh, senior year was our freshman year at Michigan State, um, and and I'm just so I'm doing the math and and I, but I think I've known this right. Hockey players end up being a little yeah. bit older when they but get. But he was to, like 26 or something, right? At the time, yeah. right? At the time, right? The, yeah, he yeah. was definitely older because he had. I think he started at Lake State as yeah, a 20. Right. Yep. And then he transferred and he had to sit out a year. So then when he finished at MSU, yeah, he was close to like 25, 26 probably by the time. And the other guy that he brought up in the press conference, Zach McClellan, um, same thing. He started at MSU as a 20-year-old and left as like a 24, 25-year-old, you know, yeah, in his yeah. career life crisis. So, um, <laughs> you know, so good for him. I love like- Zach. But yeah, he was definitely one of those for sure. So what are we looking forward to, Jeremy? And in case anyone uh, isn't already subscribed, hit that newsletter. Uh, What are we looking forward to with Nightingale and what he's going to do with this team in the immediate term with the, in terms of the staff and in terms of the roster? Yeah. I mean, I think staff wise, we're still trying to to learn, I guess, where he's going to go. Like my, my expectation is he's going to have a Mel Tucker approach where Pretty commonly in hockey, you'll have like the head coach isn't a big recruiter. He has one assistant who's a huge recruiter and then one assistant who is like, eh, that's kind of what he does. Um, But I I kind of expect Adam to probably go all three guys got to like be bought in to recruiting. Like I think that's something that he's going to he's going to go with. Um, I'd expect um, one of the assistants to maybe have some prior head coaching experience. Mm. Uh, He actually has already offered one assistant job to it was offered to LB O'Connell who just got let go at Boston university um, as their head coach. He ended up turning it down. I think he's going to stay out East, but that kind of tips off that like he was, he was valuing someone who, I mean, I'm sure he's interacted with LB, but it wasn't someone that's like an MSU grad. And from his circle, it was someone that had very recent NCAA head coaching experience. So again, Tom um, notes that you could take. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I would, I would imagine he, you know, all three are going to be recruiters. Like I I absolutely feel like he's going to take a male approach to, we don't have a, a someone on staff who takes a backseat in recruiting. Like we need to have all three people. I mean, you only have three people doing this job, right? I mean, you have some backroom staff, but, I mean, right now, as NCAA rules go, hockey can only have 
two full-time assistants. So um, you got to have all three guys in on it. So I'm curious. Nationally, you said that it's more the model to have one dedicated assistant coach as the recruiter. Are there programs that are top to the bottom recruiters? And how is that working for those programs overall? Do you know? Uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't say that there is. I mean, I, I'd say the closest thing, honestly, Michigan's been close mm. to that. Um, okay. I mean, Mel's a pretty good recruiter. And, and to be honest, once he hired Brandon Narati, like that's the number one recruiter in hockey. That guy is it's just amazing at it. So, um, I mean, I think there's some smaller staffs too, like younger staffs. I think all you'll find that all three are Wait, Jared, in that recruiter. Are you talking about Mel current still head coach of the university of michigan because some promises were made you're the lawyer here what does it mean when you work on no contract are you really an employee i mean he may be full costanzaing at this point in time it's (laughs) it's it is but are they full costanzaing him because he's the one that's not on the deal yeah but like i think they probably are still paying him I don't know. Maybe he, I think he's more like the guy from Office Space that they just there's a glitch in the system and they fixed it and like in six <laughs> weeks his checks are just going to quit coming in. He's like, "What's going on here?" No, um, no, we just we just fixed the glitch. Jared, I don't know, we, like Jonesy, you're a lawyer, you know. Wilmer uh, Hill, they're going to take their time, like let that meter run just a little bit longer, and then we'll see. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna get paid off of yeah. continuing to get paid off of tragedy. Um, the I, so from a, like, I, I imagine many of our listeners have not gone to an MSU hockey game in a while. Um, so, but for those who have, maybe you can give us a bit of a contrast on maybe what play style might differ from what we saw under Danton Cole, but more for people who haven't been to an MSU hockey game in a while or ever, like what can they expect out of at a really high level of, you know, how Adam Nightingale will coach his team to literally play the game. Yeah, I mean, you score points. Obviously, (laughs) being crucial, kick a few field goals, do the hockey Um, thing. Also, beer at Mun, beer at Mun. They're beer at Mun. There you go. Let's bring that back. Um, No, I think uh, I think the biggest thing will be, and it might not show in year one because I think the hardest part to know where Adams didn't take this is that he's had the luxury of coaching the best team of 18 year olds (laughs) for the last year. Like Mm -hmm. not only has he been at the national program, but this, this group of 2004 born kids is like exceptionally good Um, to the point where, you know, they all went in the draft last year and there's a reason the NHL draft isn't really thought of like a clear number one this year is because it's not as good of a birth year. Um, So, so I think the hard part with Adam is like, so like style wise, like they're going to be much more modern um Danton's teams were huge into just dump the puck in try and grind it in the corner you know play play really physical play pretty pretty defensive you know like kind of like in a soccer way like sit in the you know park the bus and maybe do like a counter attack when you get your chance but you're not going to really like fly your winners up the boards and take mm-hmm. chances yeah. um Adam's not going to be that style once he has the horses so it'll be interesting next year i think you'll see i think one thing you'll see is that guys will have some more creativity like just out of i mean even last year we had a game where you know a freshman defenseman scores a between the legs goal to win the game and it's great 
and Dan says in the post game, like, yeah, I'm glad it worked, but I really wish you wouldn't do that all the time. And it's like, well, <laughs> even if you think that, can you not say that in front of microphones? Like, can you not say that like, where the recruits can hear you? <laughs> yeah. Like, and that's the stuff that like, get it, you know, and that's just what's said publicly. Right. So I think every guy on the bench knows like, Hey, if I try a move and I get lit up and they go the other way and score, like now I'm going to sit the rest of the game. Cause I, I messed up. Like, I don't think Adam's going to be quite as strict on that stuff. Um, he's going to have to set a culture. He's going to have to show that he's not just, you know, the fun coach. But I think also you're going to see, um, I think it's just going to be more modern and more loose and more offensive focused. Um, but I think that it might not show next year. Uh, it's going to be baby steps because he's going to need the horses to run run that system. Like, There's a reason Dan Cole went from being more offensive his first couple of years to really defensive is because he wasn't getting kids in that could run right. that system. So it was either you get blown out 8 nothing because you just tried to go up and down with a team that you couldn't hang with or you sit back and you lose 3-1 to one and it doesn't hurt as bad. Uh, you know. But I think, Adam, the biggest thing you're going to see is probably – some more flash to it and some more really just like flow. It's not going to be so structured, um, which, which is pretty modern. I mean, I think that's, that's the biggest knock that I think Dan had on top of the losses is like, how do you get a kid to come play for you? And it's just, you're playing 1980s hockey. Like that's not going to get you to the NHL. That's, that's not going to get you there. The parallels to Tom Izzo are a little (laughs) painful right now. Um, But, uh, Jer, I, anyone else have any other questions on, on Adam Nightingale before we let him go back to fatherhood duties? No, let him go. Uh, and I'll just say again, let's, let's get down to Mun. you know? Um, let's do it. Let's I, would, him. I would add just, uh, just to say, like, to get people excited. I mean, he's only been here a week and a half, and he's already pulled a kid out of the portal that Dan Cole couldn't land when he was coming out as a recruit. So... You know, when we talk about that Mel Tucker parallel, like he, he's relentless. He, and he had to kick a goalie out who was already committed. Like he's shown that he's just going to do what he needs to do. So um, that's something I think should get fans down. Like he's not coasting. He's not going into it. Like it's a year zero. So. Hmm. Yeah. Let's uh, well, everyone let's uh, certainly, you know, embrace uh, the new coach, get, uh, hopefully get hockey back into revenue neutral uh, or positive. So everyone show up to Mun. Uh, who knows? Maybe we'll all show up for a game this season. Uh, we'll see if I get a field trip pass. Uh, Mommy, but, please. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> well, my hate that you said that. Uh, all right. Uh, Jer, thank you so much. You can follow him on Twitter at JD underscore Jer bear. Uh, and uh, of course, of course, uh, you know, you can check out his, is it a Substack? Yeah. It's- Mun Musings. Uh, give it a subscription. He, uh, he will break down the breaking news when it happens. So, Jared, thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank you, JD underscore Jerbear, for joining us to, of course, talk Adam Nightingale. And we are sorry for what you had to be bound to previously in the pod. Uh, See you in another couple months. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so let's head off Grand River. I think the, the big thing that happened this past week is that the NCAA, uh, it has passed some legislation and is looking to, cause you need to clear multiple committees, but, 
Uh, there is legislation moving through the NCAA that would eliminate divisions as a required method of creating a conference champion. So I think we've spent not no time on this podcast lamenting how garbage the big 10 West. Yeah. Is, I mean, like truly yep. that, that Iowa is yeah. probably truly your best team. Yeah. And they got embarrassed this past year. <laughs> and then their best year was 2015 against MSU. And they got to play. It's because they were playing a team that also said, let's play Iowa ball. Yeah. Um, so this is good news. I, I, I think the, the popular thought for the Big Ten, or one of the leading thoughts for the Big Ten, is that uh, you just play everybody on a rotational basis. And you have like two, maybe three locked in, you know, uh, uh, rivalry games, if you will, trophy games, whatever you want to call them. The old Um, Raspadoon. You got to have that that gold spit cup. Um, So the NCAA has eliminated this as a requirement. That's a big deal for, you know, the Big 12 was punished for this a couple of years, I believe, in in the playoffs. Um, This, but this was a newer creation in the last 10 years, this divisional requirement for a conference championship. Yes. And I think they looked at it. Yeah. Okay. And said, so, I mean, it's, it's, if you think about it, like, I mean, the Big Ten is a, a great example because what the, the divisions have been around for eight years, I think. Longer than that. These divisions? I think they've been. Oh, no. Eight. These divisions? I mean, because there were, there were legends and leaders. Legends and leaders. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so um, I don't know if you guys know, but I'll, I'll leave it to the floor. Uh, what number of wins the East has? in the uh, the Big Ten Championship versus the West? Uh, I think all of them. Is right? it all? All Indeed. to zero? Indeed. So this at least allows for a, you know, like a lopsided, lopsided situation, right, where truly the best teams are in one area. Yeah. Um, it allows for for sort of cross-pollination. So if you're out at West, you get to at least advocate and, and uh, recruit on that you're getting to play the best in your, in your division. And it allows for a shifting landscape, which if you have a successful conference, unlike the big 10, you have a shifting conference over time, right? Like it's not just truly one half is dilapidated and is a nothing burger. And then the other half is good. What are you trying to say about the, about, about the black shirts over there? Come on. Brought them into the conference and they've just dominated so far. Wow. You, I don't like that phrasing. And you had some particular thoughts on that phrasing before we started recording. And so I just, if you could share that right now. The black wow. shirts. Wow. Anyway. Uh, so. Wow. <laughs> wow. This is, uh, I think this is good potentially for the Big Ten. Hopefully that changes. I know the ACC is actually actively looking at eliminating conferences for the or divisions for themselves. Um, broader. The football landscape, generally speaking, seems to be changing. So mm. I know the SEC is pushing a lot harder for a super conference. Um, we are moving closer and closer to a semi-pro model. Uh, but something that likely is getting traction is, and I don't know if we talked about this last week. I don't think we did. That we will now be moving to a hard cap on scholarships, but no longer a cap on recruiting class sizes. So mm. you can do whatever you want so long as you have no more than 85 dudes on scholarship for football. 
Hmm. SEC has already been kind of operating that way. Got Do we it. all remember good old vintage oversigned classes? Those are out of control, my man. Out of control. But this is, I mean, it seems like, I, I think Chris Vanini, who, you know, whatever, uh, pointed this out. Kansas had this problem not long ago. Where, I mean, like on the on the opposite end of the spectrum. Like everybody left. At one point in time, I think they had 40 guys on their, on their roster who were on scholarship. Huh. And they couldn't recruit a, to get them up to numbers because there was a cap on the number of scholarships that you could have. So like your lower level teams could possibly benefit from this as well. But truthfully, Greg is right. Like, and if you're Mel Tucker utilizing the, the transfer portal, the way you have been this, you're going to see a lot more, uh, what do they call it when you um, leave kick t- dudes off the team? There's a polite phrasing for kicking dudes off the team for not Exiting being good. them, moving them along. Separating. processing 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 yeah anyway. well let's process this segment it's uh <laughs> gone on long enough uh i think we should do some twitter questions let's say up front let's just say up front this is michael bp jones's week to score are you yeah. ready jonesy it's a, i mean listener. heavy weighs the crown because yeah. Groochberry and i both took it hard from listeners very you well in particular someone chose to publish all of their rankings in order i I, with the polite method where i just thanked people and then listed my top three you were like five let's go let's you know why people deserve transparency (laughs) what they're asking for it all facets of government and civil society my company's big on transparency. I, I actually appreciate, let people know where they stand. Let people know where they stand. The Upper Deck Jerk guy knows he's a piece of shit. Why else do you think he listens to this podcast? Of course he was last. He should be last again, if we're being honest. Uh, here's here's what I'm thinking from scoring, Greg. We've talked about a uniform scoring across the thing and getting away from a, or what have you done for me lately? Right. Um, hmm. But what if? What, what if, if we change the rules in the middle of it again? Why not? <laughs> What oh if we God. did 60% for the first three weeks, 40% for the last week? Listeners, I'm sorry that you're having to put up with this. Okay. I, I'm, We're not doing you know, that. I didn't do that. <laughs> All right. Let's head into them. Uh, everyone, every, every week counts the same. First, Well, first this up- one doesn't count the same. I've, re- I've pre-read <laughs> the questions, and I can tell you this one does not count the same as the other ones. Uh, I think you can read these two together, Jonesy. <laughs> Uh, Nick Kamansky asks, do you know where my phone is? No. Can you call it real fast so I can find it? This is Nick Kamansky truly, truly <laughs> trying to get on the podcast. Okay, I take it back. Sorry, Upper Deck Jerk Guy. I redact what <laughs> I said. You will not be last. You will not Plum, be last. That you ranked Nick ninth last week. I is thought they were good questions. Insulting to everybody. Because I guess somebody <laughs> had an opinion. <laughs> it wasn't my week to have an opinion. All right, next up, wide receiver to combo guard pipeline asks. All right, this is. I think this is good segment fishing. This is the kind of segment fishing that can be swiftly disposed of. You have to survive a zombie apocalypse. You get one MSU player that is transferred. I believe away is the okay. uh, one still on the roster, a coach, and one sports equipment. You have to start on the roof of Mun. 
Now, okay. the, the, I'm going to tell you right now, the inherent weakness of this question is that you are implying but haven't stated, Combo Guard, that we want these people to survive. And I think oh, you're no, going to... No. You could pick. Um, yeah, that's uh, why Rocket is Bowman my... as a. Uh, that's it. Your now you've because... got it. Now you're thinking because that's it. That's one. Uh, Rocket Watts is the transferee. That's two. And uh, and uh, Max Christie <laughs> is still on the roster technically. Is three. And they're going to get one piece of sports equipment. It's going to be one empty. Uh, one of uh, no. no it's you be... you have one of these things, and you're so... you're going to choose the the drum. The sk- the skate to just knife them all. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to let them take one of James Piot's like uh, used uh, towels for wiping his golf heads. That was the one piece of sports equipment that they got. Okay. Good luck. <laughs> okay. But you have to have that too. I don't care. I, then kill me. Yeah. Like, well, that, that's how I feel right now watching the team. Who cares? What we've, what we've heard from Plum so far, this neighborhood, this neighborhood, what? This episode is he has no will to live that's anymore. It. That's he it. just wants to see them get consumed. That's the with fallacy. That's Tom Izzo, what are you doing? Uh, I'm on board with that. Jonesy, anything that you got? Uh, so I'm going to go a different route entirely. I'd like to survive. Uh, so I am taking Julius Marble for sure. Dude doesn't play defense. He plays offense. So I think that's how you survive a, a zombie apocalypse. Uh, as for a guy on the roster, I think Darius Snow. Uh, is who I'm taking. Um, And then I'm going to take Scotty Hazleton because there's a a degree to which I think he's killed a person. Okay. Ross Ells was a close second on this because I actually think Ross Ells has probably killed a person um, (laughs) because he's not coaching special teams. Uh, So that's uh, my take. And you know what? I'm going to stick with you. Uh, James, I want your your driver. That feels adequate to bash a zombie in the head. If you bet Brian Kelly doesn't coach at Michigan State, you wouldn't have any problem finding Oh, that. then you'd get a scissor <laughs> lift. You'd get a scissor lift, and you would just go above it all and a live up there. Experience with that. Uh, next up, from Spartan18770, number one, from Tucker's present roster, who would you say is the first-round NFL pick? Uh, none. Uh, I think you have to go with, if you have to pick. I think it's probably a mere speed. He's, okay. he's got the length. He started three games on on a national championship winning defense. Like, if you have to pick, I mean, yeah. not 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 Reed, not, not little. I Reed. don't think what what skill players on Reed? offense. Reed, Reed, it. If if canine isn't a first round pick, then. I don't know how Reed is. That's a great point. But at the same time, for some reason, everyone decided to hate him for reasons that will never be fully understood. Uh, What about this from Spartan 18770? If you had to give up one thing for a year, would it be whiskey or MSU sports? Whiskey. I'm trying to think which would be better for my blood pressure. (laughs) Yeah. What, What more benefits your health? I don't know the answer. It might be giving up MSU sports. Uh, I would, uh, buy scotch. We're going to put a, a lock on that liquor cabinet. Uh, and then finally from Spartan 18770, are you guys grabbing the raccoon or the guy in the white shirt falling on his ass? Have you guys seen this video? No, from- I don't know no, what this is in reference is. to. Oh, so I think it was a Arkansas, I believe, uh, baseball or softball game. 
there's a, a raccoon in the stands and a dude grabs it, you know, by the sort of gruff of the neck. Uh-huh. Of the neck. Uh, and Plum's watching, watching it. it right now. Oh, it's great. And then, a, yes, a man does fall right on his Yeah, seat. and then a, a dude is like, uh, get me out of here and, and, <laughs> and trips over the seats. And I think my answer is, uh, I have no shame in being the dude who falls over the seats because I'm not dumb enough to attempt to pick up a raccoon. <laughs> I would absolutely fall over the seats as well. To get like, what, like also, what's amazing is this man knows exactly how to carry yeah, a raccoon. This man's handled a raccoon before. It's like, some, it's like someone who's before. handling a an alligator, right? Like, like it, you might as well ask the equivalent question: Would you handle the alligator or fall over the seat? Seat. It is. Uh, oh, by Arkansas. the way, it's not a man in a white shirt. It's a woman. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, that's really great. Oh, and that for that anti for that uh, anti womanist thing. And this week of all weeks, uh, eighteen seven seventy. Very very distasteful of you. Well, speaking minus of, four points. Speaking well, I'm scoring. Dis- well, speaking of distasteful, Mamopolief and anti-woman <laughs> already in last. Question number one: <laughs> What is the motivational factor to explore when continuing this unrelenting quest of dreaming the dream? How many words are you writing? Oh my God, you're you not can- helping yourself. More unhinged, Plum or Mamopolief? If I can't even crack the top ten. Also, seeing the Leafs haven't played Game 7 by this posting time, I have no hockey comments right now. Too excited. My understanding is the Leafs lost. Ooh. I don't know that this was a question, but I don't... No, there was a question in there. What is the motivational factor? The motivational factor is your love, love of at least one of the people on this podcast, and I know it's me, mm-hmm. should, and you know, just hearing my voice and my... the only Really, the only person that keeps you looking sane, yours truly... Uh, that's it. You know, that's why you listen. Spear minded that there's someone like me out there in the world making you look sane, still holding it together for the both of us. Uh, question number two, how might any one quote unquote of the pod co-hosts use this motivational quote from Desmond Tutu? Oh my God. <laughs> quote, don't raise your voice, improve your argument. Plum, is that something that uh, Lisa oh. Cook said to you as you were? I'm told this routinely. And to what I say, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> fuck uh, you, Susan. <laughs> there's a reason that Desmond was removed from this world. Like, it, he, this idea is incompatible <laughs> with the way that society operates right now. Like, Removed. Someone looked at this, uh, a greater being, and was like, "Desmond, Uh, we can't let you see where this whole thing is headed, man." You're no longer your 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 vision, your views are no longer at at one with what the world has become. It would be too painful for you to remain on the planet Earth past this point. So we're going to need to call you home, Desmond. Question three, and one last motivational moment. She really stringed this theme together. Oh, yeah, my good God. Good for her. Good for her. Uh, That's commitment to a theme. Uh, yeah, it's not going to earn points, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> one last motivational moment from the Portal King of Knowledge. Oh, look at what she's doing. She's appealing to you guys. Teammates who work together are the tangible difference between good teams and great teams. Tom Izzo. Now, Susan, I will say, if you had had a 
comma after knowledge and said Tom Izzo, the joke would have landed a little bit better. Um, what great teams have you been a part of? What did you accomplish? I, I think, gentlemen, I can speak for all of us. This is the greatest team yes. that we've been part of. And yes. just like everything else in my life, it's accomplished nothing. That's right. I was going to say that, that. That's exactly right. But I don't think we should answer the question. This was... Tom has said some pretty stupid shit over the years, but this is one of the dumbest things I've ever heard anyone say. Um, this is just a bad quote. It's but, a platitude. But it's a John Wooden quote. Like, it belongs in a John Wooden book. Yeah. yeah. She's appealing to you, Michael. She's giving it a shot. Take yeah, it. she's Mama Maple, if you are... Uh, we've not had four questions, or we've not had five questions, but you were in fifth. Oh, my God. <laughs> Bro, Nick Kamansky asked us to call his phone. call his phone. Come on. Come on. All right, it's, next it's up. It's bad enough that the Leafs are going to lose. They did lose. John Hubbard. They lost already, yesterday. They, she's I think already they've down. still got to play game seven today. Who cares? Early. I'm not Canadian. Next up, John Hubbard. Since this question seems to do well in the rankings, what is another time Plum was an abject <laughs> oh failure and <laughs> in front of family, friends, and mentors? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> it's so upsetting. I don't know. Did you... I, I don't know if this is maybe too personal, but did you come out to anyone in a funny way that like ended up being? Wow. No, not really. I mean, that was definitely coming out was not good. Well, no, I, I did didn't. That I the didn't. First time. Is that what you want me to say? Is that the pain you want me to relive? The drama. Oh, I remember gosh. what you did do to me, and it was like such a nothing burger. Yeah, well, me, you kissed but, me on the well, because oh, I'm Mike Jones. Oh, I don't care when people come I'm out to so, me. I'm so like woke. I'm just like woke uh, and progressive. Yeah, always no. Yeah. I'm Mike Jones. Why are you both doing effeminate voices? That's you. That's wow. what you sound like. That's what you sound like when you get like that. Yeah, but that wasn't a feminine voice. That was Everyone's a Mike heard Jones it. voice. Everyone knows that's how you sound. That's fair. Unbelievable. No one, no one is, is called these sultry tones. When you uh, get the, sure. when you get all aloof and haughty, uh, that's how it comes off. Haughty. haughty. <laughs> Next up from John I'll think Hubbard. On it. I'll think on it, John Hubbard. Maybe you'll get a direct message this week. Uh, <laughs> what beloved movie is considered a classic, but you can't stand? This is a good question. Uh, the back half of the Big Lebowski. Ooh. Give me a, a large portion of the recent Disney canon. Like, not to be all old man yells at cloud, but sure. I just like... You prefer the racist memes in them? Yeah, give, give me Peter Pan. <laughs> I don't watch any of the Marvel Universe, and uh, I can't... I just don't care. They're not bad. I guess if they were on and I had to watch it, it wouldn't be like I'd be upset, but I just I would agree they're not very... Care. Yeah. And I've watched them all more than once, and I would agree with your take. I went to go here. see fellow Spartan Sam Raimi's Doctor Strange 2 this weekend, and I enjoyed and? it. I enjoyed Can I, it. I'm going to make a plug because it was so profoundly moving. Everything, everywhere, all at once. If you haven't seen it it's yet. Supposed it's supposed to be fantastic. It was produced by A24 and that indie house, and they are fantastic. But this film is on another level. Stop what you're doing. Turn your car around. No, no, no. Plum, they need to listen through the episode. No, it's not worth it. it. You know, and you know, listeners, it's not worth it. So just stop. Go watch they, everything, we, everywhere, all if we want to get that, If we want to get that cloud of coffee money, they need to listen to the, everyone oh, needs to listen God. to the entire episode. 
All right. And then finally from John Hubbard, since this was a deferred to summer question season when I asked a few weeks ago, here it is again. Uh, Hold on. I want to just give him credit because he knew we would be unable to pull this back up. Good for you, John Hubbard, keeping us honest. Thank you, John. He's had a sticky note on his desk all this time. (laughs) Honestly, he's going to get... Uh, this bumps him above Mama Maple Leaf. <laughs> uh, assuming Tuck continues to have success with recruiting, at what point does K9's legacy at MSU go from what he did on the field to what he did to raise the profile? Oh, that of MSU is football? great. So, here my my initial comment to this is that there's a a degree to which I can't change that he is the best Spartan I've ever seen. Like, I mean, and I say that. I think, I mean, across both football and basketball, Mm. like, I mean, because I, we can agree, right? The offensive line last year was not good. Right. Yeah. And every time MSU basketball gets a national player of the year hype player, their senior year just doesn't kind of work out like it. Draymond COVID. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I guess I guess Cassius is sort of in there, but he never really had the and opportunity I, to pull it all and together. You know, I love Cassius. Yeah, like I mean, but there's a degree to which it, John. I think this is a great question, but I have a hard time that I could ever forget that that Canine truly is the best football player I've ever seen at Michigan State. Maybe the best football player at you know college that I've watched meaningfully enough. Like I can't think of someone even at Michigan that I've seen that that's good. I mean, some would say Aiden Hutchinson, but then K9 ran for five touchdowns on him. So, who, yeah. you know, yeah. who's, who's to say? I mean, uh, I saw a, what's his name? Uh, Troy Smith at Ohio State uh, play in Spartan mm. Stadium. And I I was like, this guy's going to end in the Heisman? Like, I, I mean, thought K9 was better than him. This is what the, the this is the narrative that we have around Mark Antonio now, though, isn't it? We don't really. I mean, yeah, what you did on the field, okay, but it really was the profile. Like what we're saying now is, look what you were able to achieve, so that now we can continue to build off of it. So, in that some ways, these things do seem additive. Indeed. I, yeah, I just I like Le'Veon Bell. Oh, uh, went, went to, but went on to a great pro career, and I would still say, Canine was. A better college, like it's sure. hard for me to say. You know, he he absolutely because we went eleven and two will provide a a building block for what MSU will do in the future under Tucker because Tucker's able to recruit off that eleven and two season. I just I have a hard time. No matter what happens under Tucker, we had that year where we saw some truly special football and some I mean some amazing play that like I will not. Him dapping up Naylor on the way to in the like I'm never ever gonna forget that mm-hmm. right like <laughs> that that first 75 yard run against Northwest the very first play of the very year first play very first you know time he touched the ball in green and white yeah I mean I just like John great question I just I can't I don't know that it'll ever change for me because I think he was that special and we also need to see that the actual profile of MSU few football gets raised that still needs to happen in this uh for this to work so number one from mr erotic pants you might not be listening anymore because we were mean to student athletes earlier and that's fair um one 
Are sports a unifying or divisive force in American society? I'm asking this in reference to the demographics of recruitment. Forced shows of patriotism in contrast with the good feelings that come when you when, when your you diverse are. city or university are having a great season. Plum? Uh, uh, I think it's probably unifying. I think the net is more unified. I think so. I, I think it, you can look at the amount of societal gains that we've had, particularly for people of color that were kind of led by sports. Uh, and we still have those, those players that, that we, uh, you know, recognize for those things. Um, uh, I think they're more unifying overall than divisive, but they can certainly be divisive at times like earlier in this podcast. And that's not even looking at the other teams. So I'm with you. Um, what do you guys want to do with force shows of patriotism in contrast to the good feelings that come when you're diverse city or university are having a great season? I'm not sure what to do with that that yeah. portion of the question. Yeah, I don't know that it had that much of a difference, but I mean, I don't, I don't know. All right. So number two from Mr. Neurotic Pants: If podcasters were narcotics, Alex mm. would be meth, Groot would be weed, but what would Jonestown be? Ah, <laughs> uh, that is so good. Um. Oh, what would Jonestown be? Jonestown. Oh, man. That's good. This is good. That's because people would rather drink the Kool-Aid than listen yes. to him. Yes, that's... And that's I understand that. Yep, I have. we're the same way. I have those same impulses. Um, yep. And you'll notice, Mr. Erotic Pants, that Jonestown has had nothing to say on the subject. Well, Which is why we'll move on to number no, three. No, 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 no. I thought you would come to my defense here. But why would we? What, what have you done to earn it? Yeah. Hemlock. Hemlock. <laughs> <laughs> number three from Mr. Erotic Pants. If you look at MSU's lesser known and debatably less important sports, you'll notice that there are a lot of bad teams. Comparatively across the board, that Boyle ridden shitty mass down the road does better and has better facilities. Thankfully, MSU basketball is the mainstay in football is a tug of war. Uh, be painfully honest. Is MSU generally at recruiting and resources disadvantaged? Is that noticeable? Uh, I mean, when you compare it to that one school, I think it's impossible to say that they're not at a slight disadvantage. I mean, uh, Ross himself has given hundreds of millions of dollars to the university just to improve athletic facilities. So like MSU just simply does, has not had that. Like as much as we're talking about uh, Matt Ishbia, like th that's not hundreds of millions of dollars yet. So, yeah, and if Matt Ishbia had, for instance, given some of his uh, NIL money, which almost certainly is going to be illegal soon um, because he's very much a booster, um, 
to to non-revenue sports, you might have seen that bump up. I it is worth mentioning that some of the improvements to football do sort of by virtue of hand-me-down logic help the other sports. Well, there's been uh, some updates to Jenison that have happened. I think there's some more that are coming is my understanding. Um, but just like in the same way that those coaches have been allowed to just coast, like it's just not been a point of emphasis for MSU. And that's just like the truth. Which is a bummer because their, their fields are gorgeous. Mm. They just flood all the time. We need to have B-List on to explain that at some point in time. Uh, B-List explanation would be, uh, they took a known flood zone and built stadiums there. <laughs> so, and I would say you went to the best la- landscape architecture school in the country. <laughs> Couldn't you fix flooding? Figure it out. No. Uh, next up for Mr. Neurotic fans, a uh, segment fishing for future consideration. All right. I think he gets points for not expecting us to do it now. Uh, best play of the game slash worst play of the game, a well-described description and yeah, analysis yeah. of what worked and what didn't work in MSU football and basketball. Uh, real quick, um, uh, Kenneth Walker, that play against Northwestern, uh, he did Kenneth Walker things. Yeah. That is my description. <laughs> yeah uh we'll get there at some point you know i i don't mind this we'll put it on the list uh mr erotic pants um there's someone we could reach out to that maybe would join the pot I, I got i got some ideas to maybe do this okay all right uh, great next up from tia Deck jerk guy what's the closest you've come to death i feel like i've answered a version of this on the pod i think everyone's is going to be some kind of driving thing, right? Like that'll represent. I've told my heart story on this podcast, right? Oh yeah. Your heart right. story. Yeah, heart. That was from before I know you, I knew you. So I forget about wait, that at times. Wait, no, no. You're talking about my brain surgery. Yeah, You're thinking of the brain surgery. What's your heart thing? I, I've not told, I, I swear I've told this, but if I haven't, um, I was actually thinking about this the other day that, so I was after my birthday it must have been 25 or 26 doesn't really matter but um i had gotten really sick with a stomach bug never i've never had a stomach bug in my life got really sick with a stomach bug and then after that started to resolve i started getting intense pains in my heart Mm. um or by heart i mean actually armpits uh specifically and these went on for like crippling pains woke up in the middle of the night like truly terrible stuff. And, uh, and I was on, on a hourly wage at the time at a law firm. And so like I had run out of unpaid, I couldn't not get paid anymore. So I went into work and people were like, you look really unwell, like really very, very sick, pale, like you're sweating. You need to go to a hospital. So I went to an urgent care. This wasn't it, just like, you need to go home. This was go to the go hospital. To a, to a yeah, yeah, yeah. And so these, these pains would come and go. And I went to an urgent care in the midst of one of these, these fits. And they were like, we don't deal with hearts here. You like you go. need to go to the hospital. So I went to the emergency room and, uh, long story short, they, um, I, the, the pain had subsided, but they, 
they checked me in because I had a bit of an irregular EKG and I ended up having to stay overnight. And then I, in the middle of the night, I get one of these intense pains again, like both armpits, like shoulder pains, all like the markers. They do an EKG on an emergency basis and it shows that a valve is failing. And like 20 people, I swear, are in the room. Like, and they're hitting me with morphine and I'm, it's not helping. And they're prepping me for an air medevac to a different hospital. And I am sobbing, like, and I'm begging this nurse who's been taking care. I'm like, I don't want to die. I'm not ready to die. Like, I, like truly, I've never been so terrified in my life. And the, <laughs> the fucking cardio surgeon finally shows up. And he's like, oh, and I've told eight people at least that I was sick with a stomach bug. And he's like, oh, you had a stomach bug? You have pericarditis. The the sac around your heart is inflamed. inflamed. Yeah. It's just hitting that sac. Take some Advil. Advil was the solution. And I swear to you, like, I've never been so terrified in my life for four Advil to fix the problem. That's all it anyway, was. Anyway, it was just yeah, it, like, truly was just, I, I, I am... I've, I'm furious, but I, I've never been so scared in my life. It's the kind of thing that most people would just take the Tylenol, like, oh, I had some, unco- I have some discomfort. I'll just pop some Tylenol and see. If oh, but I was taking like I was taking a normal amount of medicine, um, but like I wasn't taking an abnormal amount of Advil, Advil. and it was a abnormal level of inflammation, and so and you need. They were like, take four to six at a time. Um, just so, snort yeah. that Advil right now. Snort well, apparently I learned that ibuprofen is truly like suppository at the same time. Like take, as fast as we can get this to your heart, go. Apparently, go. ibuprofen is uh, take what you need. <laughs> is what I learned. <laughs> so anyway, that that is uh, it was not actually near death, but that is uh, I remember begging for my life. Well, that's uh, about and, how it goes. So, Greg, anyway. any anything better than that? Oh, Greg, tell your story about, uh, oh God, how long (laughs) that wasn't near death. Dear listener. Uh, I went to to the hospital on my 21st birthday, but it was not alcohol related. It was related to something that happened due to alcohol, but it was not, I was, you know, throwing up someday. We'll tell that story. It also, I can't wait. not told that story. It also involves my scrotum. So, uh, moving on, uh, my, my closest to that story is, uh, car related. What about you, Plum? Anything scrotum related? This, no, but this might be a Hubbard related. Uh, I definitely injected myself with, I think I've told the story, right? When I've injected myself with, uh, epinephrine, um, no. using an EpiPen, thinking I was having an allergic reaction and that I was dying in the Peace Corps on this Island, you know, thousands of miles from the nearest anything. <laughs> no, <laughs> you were just like, I never told you that story. I, Okay, this I don't, is, I this don't is, even know that story. The pot is going way too long, but the abridged version is basically I was asleep in my little local house in my mosquito net, and these they had these like cockroaches, but they were more beetle formed, and they secreted this horrible like scent. It, they secreted this like oil when they would get scared or attacked or fight each other, and it smelled like burning rubber. Anyway, I woke up in the middle of the night with that scent. Like one had for some reason secreted it through the mosquito net, and it fell on my face, like on my forehead. So my forehead is burning. But I can smell burning rubber. And so I like, I know what it is. I wake up and I'm like dousing my face and like, like, oh my God. And I'm like, my heart rate's because I'm, you know, out of a dead sleep. 
And then I'm like, <gasps> oh my God, I can't breathe. Oh my God, I can't breathe. Like not realizing I was having a panic attack. So totally lit, lit up on that epinephrine right in my leg. My heart Does rate. Does it feel good? Yeah, my heart rate really went up. Yeah, I was going to say, what was the heart doing after that? <laughs> How long does it take to get back to sleep after that? Happens? I didn't. I didn't. You I mean, don't. I, I couldn't. You I will just say. Don't. I will say after that, when you do finally crash, I slept for like a day and a half, like you know, in the middle of you know Pacific. Before heat. we move on to the next question, is this the week that the upper deck jerk guy comes in first? Yeah, I want to again just remind everybody that I've never said a bad thing about the upper deck jerk guy. And <laughs> all of my previous rankings reflect my esteem and high honor for him, and if anything that. Just to the contrary, it wasn't me, you know. Well, uh, next up <laughs> from the Epidemic Jerk Guy, when are you going to cut Prune loose? <laughs> and to my point earlier, I've never liked him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up from the Epidemic Jerk Guy, who will be the breakout star for the football and basketball team? Greg. Well, the basketball team's in a situation where Stevie Izzo is going to be the breakout star. <laughs> or Rocket Watts. Uh, and then for the football team, it's going to be... Johnny Spirit. I don't know. Oh. Broussard. It'll be Broussard. Probably Broussard. Why not? Uh, or Jeremy Bernard. Or Keon Coleman, maybe. Um, Keon Coleman also, for both. Why not? Why yeah, not? Why does Keon, does Keon start getting minutes at the wing? Like, all right, next up, uh, E-Man Center. If you haven't seen yet the L.A. Chargers announced uh, their schedule by making an, an anime-style video. Did you, okay. you guys both watch this? Very, I didn't watch it. Very, I saw the headlines. Very good. It was great. If, and better well, hold than on, the- hold on. Rest of the question. If MSU were to update the old CG video that they played when the football team ran onto the field, would it be cool if they did it in anime style? Do you think recruits would care? Oh. Yeah, I don't know. We're yeah, talking about the not. old Thunderstruck. Is that what we're saying? I mean, I truly enjoyed the the ironic what's he gonna do next, like panic that we would do yeah. in the stadium. <gasps> <gasps> what's gonna happen? I, mean, I liked when he jumped over the bike rack. That like this was an obstacle in his way, bike rack that he needed to hurdle. Um Am- Am I so um, naive, though? Like, is anime no longer a bit niche? I would I uh, one thing that's I've never fully understood is with young men of color, anime is very popular. Um, some. Yeah. Some. I'm some. Surprised yes. you articulated that out loud, especially given your track record on yeah. issues of racial sensitivity. Mm-hmm. But well, uh, good for you. What, what I you think I threaded that needle. What was he saying from? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, that is true I, as certain subsets, I would say. But I don't know that they're what the Venn diagram is for for athletes. Uh, that said, no, I don't think it is as niche as it maybe once was. I credit Hayao Miyazaki for that. Yes. And uh, I just Weird think this question flex. went in a different direction. You know, I guess I was thinking it was going to be more like I wanted to talk more about the Jags version of um, Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer. Or just like how when it was the Browns and they went to commercial like that was attorneys can't say. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, because that's but, humor. And I don't think that recruits would appreciate that. Like, I don't think that's as funny to them. I think that would 
they well also i think it works on twitter because you have time to break it down but the quick cuts on a stadium you don't it's not gonna get time for that yeah i think that's uh so no i don't think it works uh but like what the the chargers did was objectively cool and fun yeah um uh next up from eman center uh what was your go-to saturday morning cereal and cartoon round robin real quick uh i'll start uh cinnamon life and x-men uh all right x-men's good cinnamon toast crunch and i i guess we'll do the cinnamon toast crunch yeah and uh and the amazing spider-man show of that time of that era oh uh we watched a lot of like looney tunes and i'm gonna say it was looney tunes with fruity pebbles that explains sort of your opinions on on totally variety of people yep completely it's also what happens when you're from the middle of nowhere like oh like 1962 cartoons in 1962 it's what was on Ugh. yeah at least you need a diet of i don't feel like i feel like the cartoons that i like like doug wasn't on saturday morning you know it's because you didn't have nick uh, we did eventually next up, uh next, <laughs> next up e-man center asks since i don't know what any of you look like that's probably for your best yeah uh i've just way. been picturing ed ed and ed Eddie. with two d's and ed, eddie, eddie in my head when you talk so with good. greg being ed jonesy being double d thank you i think and plum being eddie sorry plum i gotta look this up. uh do you feel these are fair avatars for you three i have no reason to disagree with this uh that is actually just what we look like and we exist not in corporeal form but in animated form um center uh i don't know that you moved into number one. Oh my god it's actually not that far off honestly <laughs> it's not it's not that far off uh next up jer bear revisiting us uh from the from the grave of his uh previous pod or broadcast uh you get one player to draft from msu basketball post 2000 to transport to the current team for next season in their college playing shape who do you select and why i've got a thought on this but uh greg i'll go to you first oh i'm gonna go back i'm gonna go back to a golden oldie I I hope you have the same answer as me. I'm gonna go back to Paul yes! Davis. Davis. Oh my God! All three of us <laughs> can defend, can rebound, and is dead in the eyes when he has to shoot. Dead a in the That's... eyes. No emotion. Unflappable. Will Just not get sucked into any drama. Ninety-one percent from the line. Yes. Paul fucking Davis. Do you remember when they used to give him the mic, and I it would just be like. Uh-huh. I'm Paul uh, Davis. <laughs> I remember walking walking by him on campus and just seeing like him being what was he six ten six eleven? Yeah, sure. That like that being at that altitude, the lack of oxygen and just not being able to make Had eye done contact for him, not being able to make eye contact from the entirety of his life, there was a vacancy there. Yeah, that just. <laughs> But he was still, there. We, he was there only in corporeal form, and no <laughs> other. Form. But we say this, saying, "Paul, we would take you we back. would take you right back out, in a hot in second, an Paul. Please, yeah. Paul." In an instant. Uh, next up, Jer Bear asks uh, two. We improve on the can't read, can't write tailgate experience to include the Friday pub crawl with listeners of the show. Name the three spots uh, that are hit, and one must include food. What are your three, and what place is the food spot? And what is ordered? 
Listen, very few things could happen to make last year's uh, can't read, can't write tailgate any worse. So I think, <laughs> frankly, but that's but that's on the that's on the 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 hosts. Oh, that's not completely on, on yeah, the hosts. To be clear, that is not on the guests. One of whom laid on the ground most of it. <laughs> so I do want to be explicit about that, dear listener. <laughs> Because those who came and they know who they are. B-list. We I think I said this it. last week, but B-list was like, you need to stand up. <laughs> I was trying to get people to eat food the entire time. Please eat something. No one would eat. If you're going to come to our tailgate, please eat the food we bring. Indeed. Uh, but what, Jonesy, choose your spots. Well, so. Uh, it's be I the pizza Plum nugs, is, right, Jones? Uh, so I'm going to go with crunchies yeah, as my crunchies. as my food spot. Um, for the nugs. I don't know about that. No. Uh, yeah, because I know Plum's going to go to the peanut barrel, so I, I got to introduce some debate. Uh, but I am going to say, honestly, I am pro tin can oh. after my time there. Okay. I would I would, I would, would flex some tin can in, and I think I end at the Riv yeah. as good times. For you younger know. listeners, the Riv is, used to be. is a place where older Spartans uh, appreciate and have fond memories of. Mostly <laughs> driven by $2 uh, Labatt's. What, $2 in the same way that you all seem to like, um, what's that bar? Harper's. 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 Um, yes. We acknowledge and know that that place is horse's taint. Yeah. And mm. that like... It, it skips a generation. Yeah, it yeah. does. For us, the Riv wasn't just Rama. It was more than that. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> not, just, not just Rama. It was more than that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Greg, do you have an opinion on this? No, that's, that's fine. Uh, I would just throw in, you know, if we've been saving for the previous month, we could put uh, the Rock Bar in there on top uh, of uh, Graduate. Uh, because, uh, well, yeah, I mean. Oh my God, is that place so much more expensive than it deserves Wait, to be. What is the rock bar? That's what it's called. That's, oh, what that's the, the top. That's ups, the, the, at the top, top floor. At the top of the graduate. Yeah. That is not. Ex- oh my God. You clearly paid no attention because why would you? But there is like, they made a fake, the rock that is actually there sitting. No, no, no I, I'm just sorry. This is a, clearly a difference between sort of uh, coastal elitism and your Midwestern mm-hmm. values. Right. Because I, that place was not expensive. Oh, okay. well, it's expensive. Here it's expensive, expensive for to us. Old Grooch. Yeah. Old Grooch. What's going on? I don't know about the tin can. I don't know about the tin can. I totally agree with you on crunchies and the riv. Oh, wait, but then I, it's just going to be third spots. Oh, so then it is the barrel. Yeah. So I'm going to swap out the barrel. Yeah. I mean, you you know the barrel's a favorite of mine, so yep. I don't have a problem with that. And we're, just, and we're wait. Did you didn't say what the food was and what's what is ordered? It's going to be olive burgers for everybody. Oh, I'm just getting a crunchy burger. Do a round. A round olive of olive burgers. Burger. I'm on. I'm on board. All right. All right. Next up, Elin Bloom. Uh, who gets more uh, more minutes at the point guard, Hogard or Walker? This is Hogard, right? Like easy. I think it's Walker. No, 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 no. no because skipped, Walker was playing more no, of the two, no, right? No, you've yeah, skipped. Her- you've skipped JD's. Oh, last sorry. Question. Uh, you have the ability to get a get over a hangover as quickly as you did in your days at MSU, but you can only drink what you drank at MSU for the rest oh, of your no. life. No, this is a statement. No, no, um, no, no, do you no, take no. that deal, Greg? No. no, I've we, basically already taken that deal. No, my, your Scotch game has elevated. Yeah, really Other than that, my palate is exactly the same as it was when yeah. I was twenty-one. So honestly, Again, I would kind of a, my liquor palate has upgraded, but like if you told me. You have to have vanilla burnets and root beer. 
Okay, oh. I'm down. Da- I'm I'm still down. No, but the amount of natty light that was consumed at Michigan State is I don't unforgivable. care. Forgivable. I, I don't care. Bushlight guy myself, and I would oh. uh, happily do that somehow again. worse. I'm, I was and am and always will be a Miller Light guy. Uh, I mean, I I can tolerate Miller Light, but natty and Bush, Jesus God, and that was all that they had at so many parties. Oh, regrettable. Yeah, Bush is better though. Um, but anyway, uh, Elon Bloom, who gets more minutes at the point guard, Hogard or Walker? We decided Hogard. Yeah, this is the answer. Uh, will this the Thorn Reed connection? Yes, the Thorn Reed connection be the most dynamic in the Big Ten. This Absolutely. Year. Yes, they went to they went to high school together. Yeah, guys, did you fine. see this? Have you heard about They've this? They've been sharing a locker room for years. years. What else do you think they share? Next up from Elon Bloom, how many of these five star recruits are going to who are making visits will Mel land for the twenty twenty three class? Greg, you are plugged in on the teenagers. Tell me what you know about the teen boys. Oh, the teen boys love me, and I love the teen boys. So, uh, all of them, Elon Bloom, every single Do, one. Let me add, let me rephrase Elon Bloom's question for you. Do you think we land a five star this year? Yes. I think does so, that yes. make does that make you tingle a little bit? I've seen D'Antonio landed five stars. Yeah, no, but you have to admit that in year three, it feels a little different. Yeah, I've seen it before though. Does it make when, you tingle when we get multiple five stars? That's when it's the next level. It, plum, make him double down on tingling. <laughs> yeah, tingle for me, Greg. We are talking. All right, we are talking next about up, high school boys. Keithski. Rank yourselves best to worst for athletic skill, intelligence, sense of humor, likability, and maturity. There's Mama only Maple Leaf. three of us. No, no, no. You have to rank yourself in those categories. Uh, and Mama Maple Leaf, when Greg puts sense of humor first and maturity last, I think you should know who the real Greg is <laughs> that you are not getting to. Experience. How do I rank myself worst for each one of these like how do i bend myself over in a oh come on you are not likable you're not mature that's what i'm saying no athletic, ah! but you have no athleticism but you do have intellect and a sense of humor. i'm not sure about either of those two things being plum true. would agree with me back me up here plum i think that's well no he's not not likable i he, that's his like middle one you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it depends. It, if he comes at you in the wrong angle, he does look a bit Slenderman-ish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, or from all but one angle, really. <laughs> yes. uh, athletic skill, low. Intelligence, low. Sense of humor, low. Likeability, oh, low. Stop. Maturity, you... mid. <laughs> Maturity, mid. <laughs> Greg, do you have this humility on your uh, your performance reviews at work, or do you advocate for a raise? I I absolutely do have this humility on my performance reviews at work. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I believe I and I believe that I believe Plum, that. Plum, where are you on this? I'm probably a sense of humor number one. Really? I think so. That's that's what you're going with. No. Okay. Well, it's I, I'm just not surprised maturity. that's. Well, I'm just surprised that they, I, I would have assumed that intelligence was your defining attribute. It might be. It might be that and then sense of humor and then likability and then probably maturity and last would be athletic skill. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, all right. Next up, question two. Wow. Nice. Look who decided nice. he doesn't have to evaluate just himself. vaulted right on over it. That's because I'm super athletic. <laughs> <laughs> very good uh how do you sleep at night knowing you keep robbing me of the number one ranking because of your inability to read 
Uh, Kiski, Kiski, it's right there in the name, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Why? Why? why and why are you getting angry at us for it? Yeah. The Kiski, uh, with question number three, though, I appreciate this commitment to the bit. Yeah. What are you drinking? I mean, it's he's going back to the only thing that's ever given him any points. Worked for him. And it's a perfect opportunity for me to shill for the Citra Hop Saison IPA Craft Brewed Ale from Kirkland Signature, which is what I'm drinking right now. You are drinking a Costco beer, you motherfucker. I am. (laughs) (laughs) Plum, what do you got? I just finished a short spruce pilsner. And I'm getting another one, by the way. Okay. Um, So I am always on a quest for what's the, the highest... ABV that I can get ah. with the least amount of calories. Aha, uh-huh. yes. That is the trade I'm looking for. And so, you know, your standard seltzer is a 5% with 100 calories. Uh-huh. Well, this Cantina Especial uh, is a tequila soda, and it is 97 calories oh. and at a 5. 5.7? 5.7? 5.6. 5.6. Wow. So that's a steal. So, uh, can't read, can't write, can count calories. Slash, it's really a trade off be- between alcohol. That's what I'm looking for. I want the deal. So proud of you. It's, yeah, it's the deal with the devil. That's the um, deal with the devil. Dance with him. Good job, Keith Ski. Thanks for that. Some people, you know, this, this feels unhealthy, what I admitted out loud, but that's fine. Yeah. Uh, next up from the Keith, or I'm sorry, always thinking 1835. Great. Uh, how can I convince my dad to buy a robot lawnmower? Wow. Is this, is this a uh, a Roomba for the lawn? Yeah. You know that those are, they're on campus right now. There's a couple big fields on campus that have robot lawnmowers. Um, how do you convince your father-in-law? Uh, just no, be a Father, little... father. Okay. How do you convince your father? That's easier than father-in-law. Um, you just, uh... You just say, listen, uh, as as much as as much as I've been a disappointment to you all of these years, the works landmaster will never let you down or whatever it is that you're in the market for. Uh, Next up from it. Also, I would say, look, bruh, get mama Roomba. I promise you, you'll watch that thing in action. Action, because I promise you, you'll watch that thing in action, and you'll want one for your lawn. Though honestly, I don't want one for the lawn. Yeah, because you want room. the lawn to be perfect, and you want to be like there, touching it, feeling no, there's, it. There's a there's a, a fruits of the labor that you enjoy from a lawn that you for me. But you would still have to go out, and you'd have to like edge. You'd have to trim, and then and then you'd get it. Doesn't no doesn't okay. do anything for me. You're Next up, always thinking eighteen. Oh, can there be a is can't this, read, can't write fantasy football is this league when in I the fall? Quit the pod because you're the worst. Um, I think. Uh, do we want to? No. Let's. No. It's another no. thing for us to manage. It seems like it would not go well. Put um, this in Mike Jones's lap, not mine. <laughs> okay. And then finally, from always thinking eighteen thirty-five. Do high-profile collegiate sports really have a place in academia? Oh, do boy. they really add value to the academic experience for all students, or do they cause more problems than 
their worth. Okay. All right. I have many thoughts about this question. I feel like Plum should be here for this one, but... Well, here's what I'll say. Every... Basically, every university that you've heard of has decided, has evaluated this and decided it's worthwhile, Um, which is beyond the point of just habit. It means that each one of these institutions does think that it's worthwhile to some degree. So like regardless of your individual feelings on this, the evidence is there. Also at Michigan State. Uh, which is this podcast is about. Um, they are revenue agnostic from the rest of the university. Yeah. So, except for the fact that uh, I believe the, parking the revenue it benefits the university directly. So, oh yeah, uh, right. So I, I'm just saying they're not costing the university itself correct, money. Correct. Um, and at least in the case of these three bozos. Academics, it will, we, we, we created an entire podcast because of our experience with MSU as it relates to athletics. Yeah. Like it's clearly been quite meaningful to us. It's very generous of you always thinking 1835 to think that we'd be able to separate from ourselves enough to answer this question any other way. (laughs) Like we do this on a borderline volunteer basis. You'll notice there's listener, nothing borderline. There's nothing borderline. About we skipped the, the sponsor segment this week. <laughs> All right. Next up from the Joe Ashworth. Number one, what former MSU athlete should be a boutique dis- should open a boutique dispensary on Grand River right across from campus. Bonus points. If you come up with a creative name. Oh, uh, the answer is uh, either uh, Chris Allen or Corey Lucius. Um, uh, Cassius Cush. Yeah, Cassius Cush should be good with the eyes. And Corey Lucius, it would just be a beauty salon. Were you no, a no, big this is, Corey Lucius this, fan? This is a dispensary. Oh, it's a dispens. Oh, it does say. Oh, I see boutique dispensary. Were yeah, you a big stuff. Corey Lucius fan, then, Plum? No, I, I don't. I don't. I don't know. Really. Is I he mean, the one who kind of you know? Who's the one who... You're talking about Darrell Summers, I think. Oh No, I thought he was one of the point guards, too. What are you trying to say? Let's not know. say it. You know what I'm trying to say. say Corey I'm Lucius was uh, not invited back to the program. He had to That's go down to the definitely old happened. Iowa State. Was he, was he not a good teammate? I'm that, just saying allegedly, Lucius like Luscious. Like Lucius Luscious, so like... Allegedly. To like answer. Luscious Cush, Lush Cush, Cush Cassius Lucious. Cash is Cush is Allegedly not a good teammate. Uh-huh. No, that was that was uh, Darrell Chris Allen of Darrell. Oh. Also, I love Joe Ashworth. Bonus points. You're not awarding the points, Joe Ashworth. <laughs> Who do you think you are? You get yeah, these points in here. Just come on. Next up from Joe Ashworth, host guest host power ranking. <laughs> <laughs> Jones. Thank you. Someone, someone timed out the weeks. Grooch. Someone timed out the weeks. <laughs> JD underscore Jerbear. Massive gap. 5,148. The Everdog Jerk Guy. Massive gap. Plum. <laughs> Why? Question is, 
Why is Plum afraid of things that are true? Plum, because is, I can't change them, Joe. Do you know what this was about, Plum? No, I don't. But it must be, it must have been a question from last week that I did my most game. I got to listen to the copy. I got to listen to what I said last week. Well, it was cut, so you can't hear it. And remember, Joe, I'm a goldfish, much like Max Christie. I don't retain. I black out after these. Yeah, I, 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 don't. I don't retain a fucking fraction of the shit I say. That's why I don't listen to the podcast either, because I won't be held responsible. I didn't hear it, so I didn't say it. Certainly Next up, Joe Ashworth, possible segment fishing. Do you think Izzo is in the process of, the process of or has already unofficially passed the torch to Tucker? Uh, I feel like it, at a school with a history of long-term successful coaches, Tucker might be the perfect successor, and it's happening before our eyes. Uh, I don't. I don't think Tom Izzo is that unvain. I don't think Tom yeah. Izzo is that humble. Nope. I agree with you. Uh, Tom wants to be the face of the university and he isn't is, look at is, and, so, such to and the he point, is losing it. To be clear, though. If he hasn't already lost it. But I think he's so obsessed in this respect, which I never attributed to him before, that now he is wearing uh what is that shoe loafer that he had on? Like mm. like coach. Is it Nike? No. They were like coach or something really like or Dior. I don't know. Jones should ask his wife because she worked at Saks. But that really. Yeah. They did not look good either. It was like trying way too fucking hard. He's been wearing these velvet slipper yes. loafers and yeah, all they're of these not good. They're not good. But more than that was when they put his fucking name on the football building that I knew. <laughs> we're fucked. He's lost it and we're all fucked. So. Good for them. Good for All them. right. Next up for Thomas Zambiasi. Zambiasi. Um, you've been put in charge of the search for the new basketball assistant coach, but you can only hire one of the Seinfeld characters. Who do you choose and why? Oh are we God. even allowed to pick Kramer? No. <laughs> Where are we on this? I think if you really want to do it seriously, it has to be, um, it has to be, um, Oh, I'm actually thinking about this. Who would it be? Who would be the best? It'd probably be George. The best you... character fit is Soup Nazi on the oh, existing staff. Yes. Yes, totally. Um, but if you want someone that could really play on the neuroses, it's George. Yeah. It could also be, um, oh, what's the guy's name? The guy that works at the uh, auto repair place that dated Elaine. Mm, he had just the last name. Mm, yeah. I've seen all the episodes, but I'm not like well enough versed in the Seinfeld universe to be able to just like pop off. Cause uh, that guy would be, he was like, his character was so unflappable, you know, like he just, Oh yeah. Huh. All right. Like yeah. just an idiot. Great. Put him on the bench. Put him on the bench. Great. Great question. Next up from zombie. Uh, would you rather the loudest fans have priority lower bowl seating at the Breslin applies to both the bleachers and the green seats or the entire South end of Spartan stadium be turned into soccer style supporter section. Ooh! Wow, I would take the Spartan Stadium one. I uh, think so too, because I have long wanted designated young alumni sections in Spartan Stadium where yeah. I'm allowed to stand for the game, and I don't have to worry about some old person behind me being like, "Sit down on third down." I don't want to sit down at any Greg, time during the game. Greg, do you think you lose that? that ethos at some point in time. What do you mean? Well, so in my mind, if I were there, yeah. I would want to stand. And indeed, I think at the game we saw, mm -hmm. we felt pressured to sit. 
And I, which I enjoyed because well, even when I was a student, I liked to sit. One of the yeah. benefits of being Mike Jones is no one's complaining when he stands. Wow. <laughs> wow. It may be the only benefit to being Mike Jones. Okay. So, I'm sorry. You were saying. <laughs> Violent. The violence. The violence on this podcast. It's truly. I mean, I think what the loudest fans is, it shouldn't be a... That was a good joke, though. ...a ticket. You know, it's more like if you're in the lower bowl, you just have to be loud. No, but at some point in time, like, if you say a young alumni section, right, you're going to age out of that. Right. And my thing is, I hope that's not true. Well, I was thinking young at heart alumni Mm -hmm. section. Yeah, so how do you... Do you have a doctor, like, you know, ask you to turn your head and cough? Like, how do you evaluate young you opt in yeah yeah it's just designated not student but being loud and engaged in the game section would you would you want to be student adjacent yeah like uh yeah i I think that's right i think i think that's right but not end zone like you got to reward people through the middle of the field yeah just like plum was gesticulating just sort of yep right in there stay close to the youthful talent you know Mm -hmm. yeah Talent. Next up from uh, Nate C. Nate C. Good to have you back, my friend. Hey, Can Nate. guys in uh, California have a handicap? The weather is way too nice for me to sit inside and think of good questions. Fuck guys, off. like you next question can get any kind of handicap you want. <laughs> uh, next from Nate C. How does one determine their handicap? Because I feel like I could be pretty good at golf. This is a question I've always silently had. Uh, but I sincerely do not know. I assume you play a number of rounds and then you figure out what that is off of par and that's your handicap. Is it more to that? More than I that? I think you actually have to play with someone that's good and then it's a comparison to like you and them kind of thing. I think that's where it is. Is there a list it of happened, people it, that I think, I think like a, I think most, I, I think I'm making this up, but I think my cousin told me like you set your handicap after the first 18 retrospectively like oh now i know where i'm at and so now for the next like 18 you so like do i need to call up tiger woods and be like yes. hey bro yes that's right yeah i could be making this up I hey bro I, I i think you are yeah <laughs> i will also and tell he... nate c though shitty golfers are the ones who think they could be good at golf and i'm speaking as one with good experience in this matter i'm next from nate c anyway yeah. uh any memorial weekend plans golfing Plum. yeah golfing you have maybe plans? No golf. You have maybe plans? Sure, we're going to be in Saugatuck. Wait, really? Yeah. How? Wait, are you? Cl- we close? might close, but you know, listen, I don't, I can't make appraisals do what they're supposed to. You know? Okay. So is it, is it an audible situation? Like well, either, yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, we're either we're gonna, closing or we're vacationing. It's one well, of the other. we were going to leave for vacation after we closed, but you know, what you, I'm curious, you, you have like an Airbnb out there? Like, yeah, friends, just okay. going with friends. Very nice. Very nice. Saugatuck I will be is moving. fantastic. That's you will be moving. For, yeah. 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 The, uh, the 26th, we're loading the van up, unloading on the 27th. So it sounds like I'm going to be north of Sagartag. I think I'm going to be in Grand Rapids uh, oh. for Memorial Day celebrations. But we'll see. Uh, some sort of. It, we're reading the Bible uh, that day. Um, next up from Dan Hellpepper. Uh, what do you think from this John? What do you think of this John Calipari? 
What do, quote quote from John Calipari yeah. on the subject of unused basketball scholarships, and which you referenced earlier about the sensibility of wanting Izzo to fill all his Calipari says Calipari predicted uh, next season's team will have nine or 10 scholarship players while leaving open the possibility of adding an 11th following commitment of three star Pennsylvania prep guard, Adu Thiero UK's roster is at nine scholarship players, a return from top and bringing the total 10 Calabre has rarely used all 13 scholarships allotted to him by the NCAA rules. So now, so there is no reason to expect him to do so now, but could he add an 11? Okay. Here's what I'll say about John Calipari. No one has done less with more talent than John Calipari. So that's Uh, a good one. I mean, did he get one? Oh yes, I guess. And also, uh, actually, uh, Bayheim has truly done less with more talent. But there were years where Bayheim had multiple McDonald's All-Americans on his team sure. and didn't get to the tournament. Yeah. Listen, there's also no one who's done less ethically with the amount of talent that he's had than John Slimeball Calipari. So I think that there's something there. You don't need scholarships, mm-hmm. right? If you're just paying. If you're just Ooh. giving them whatever they want. Who's more ethical, Bill Self or John Calipari? Who, if you wow. had to choose, what a, what a race to choice. the bottom! Yeah, what you, a race to the bottom! You, ha- you have to choose. Who do you pick? I mean, probably Calipari. Is uh, yeah. I think, yeah, yeah, I think Honestly, you have yeah. to take Calipari on that. God, yuck! It's all right. One of them just won the national championship. Uh, <laughs> next up, uh, from uh, Dan Hellpepper, what makes you happy? Oh my gosh, Dan. These, this time together. Yeah. It's definitely I was going to say the same thing. It's Sunday evening. Did, definitely didn't cause cuts just, because we just hate each a other. Sunday evening. Oh, this one's tough. Finally, from Dan Hellpepper. Favorite directional Michigan school and why? I don't think like this one's hard. It's got to be central just because it's not really a direction. <laughs> Are we including Northern in this? Got to. Okay. You've got to. Yeah. I leave Northern out a lot of the time because it's not in the Mac, but it like it should be there. It should be. Mm-hmm. My answer is Western. Uh, Western is if it. I was going to go to one, I think it would have been Western. Sure. Um, Eastern yeah. we can all has agree a place in my heart. We can all agree Eastern is worse. The one good thing that Eastern has, and I've told it before. Is the water tower? Is they, they sing Welcome to Ypsilanti, that song that's actually a song. And they play it when the women's soccer team wins their games, which happens cool. really. Next up, Shortbert asks, prop bet of the week, number of touchdowns from our leading... Number of touchdowns from our leading running back versus the number of scholarship players on the oh basketball my God. team next year. Oh my Over, God. under, at 11 and a half. He's so it, good! <laughs> but the fact is, is that the latter is under that number, unless... It, and I think we should clarify, Sharpert, and and feel free to. But I assume you mean that Tom Izzo doesn't just give away the scholarships, mm-hmm. right? Like Davis like doesn't just another get Davis a, Smith situation, right? Right. right. A scholarship yeah, that, player implies the player has earned the scholarship by virtue of like being warranted at entrance, being something more than a corporeal form. Does yeah, it, and does and, that and I will Coop? I will give you Carson as yeah. a legitimate scholarship, sure, even if player. he's going to redshirt. Fine. Yeah, like that's an investment you decided to make because you sure. could have made him a PWO, he'll, but you didn't. He'll probably still leave next year, so we'll never actually get the fruits of it. But that's fine. I would too at this point. So, good but for uh, I'm gonna uh, from our the problem is the leading running back. 
Yeah. How many did K9 have? Uh, I don't think it matters. I think this year is going to be more committee than last year. I think regardless. so, too. So yeah. I think it's under it's on both of under, these. Under, under. Yep. I'm with you on that. Well, he had, five against, he had five against Michigan. So. Yeah, but he was... Listen, you can't compare people to God. What do you want? <laughs> Honestly, I love you for that. Uh, you in particular. You in particular. Next up from... Uh, God would agree! God would agree. Next up from the Schutvert, uh, if you could only keep the 2013 Rose Bowl season or the 2019 Final Four season, Ugh. which would 13, you keep 13. around? Oh, this isn't hard. Thirteen. I think the answer is thirteen. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, I don't. I don't like it because Cassius I then think Cassius is, deserved is, a nineteen. Yeah. Yeah. But it, but the reason why is because Cassius also had the national championship in 2020. And, and we, we all know. Yeah, yeah, we all know. We all know. Yep. Uh, it's it's underpublicized. Yep. Related, if you could flip the results of the 2013 Notre Dame game or the 2019 Ooh. Texas Tech game, which tech. would you choose? Tech. Tech. Yeah, tech. Gotta be Tech. It's Tech. So... I'm with you. I think the 2013 Notre Dame game we needed for the calls that happened for the rest of the season. Like there was going to be a loss that was going to happen eventually because of how physical that secondary was. Yeah. But if that tech game flips, MSU probably has another national championship. Yes. Yeah. No, I mean, not probably like this isn't, this is the least complicated of the, of short words. Like short put together two really great questions and then gave a fucking layup. Yeah. Like a layup that even, I don't know. Max Christie could make. Oh. Like, and finally, God speaking of which, I'm most excited about blank as an addition to the football roster. It's Broussard. Uh I'm speed on this one. Okay. Because oh. uh, he's like cornerstone of the program, been on a, a winning roster type of thing. No, man. It's because the, the pass defense can't suck nearly as bad. Mm. Like, We've got we've got dudes now who can get after the quarterback, and now we have a six four guy plus Ronald Williams who barely got targets in the back half of the season. Like I, I'm just I'm I'm less concerned by a lot, and I think Amir Speed is a big reason that I'm not concerned about the defense. Okay, all right, Plum. Anything but, you want to add to this before we move on to the real Mike Jones, Stephen Rusnak? <laughs> you, but you know he's been replaced by a scholarship kicker, right? Steven Rusnak to back up this new scholarship kicker. Good things. Good things in special Someone, teams. Someone's good, really taken that things. special teams assignment to heart. <laughs> <laughs> Next up from the one and true Mike Jones. Wait, hold on. Just I gotta go like this. No, they got no, a, they got a five star backing up Bryce Behringer. Okay, okay. All right, that's next up. what's happening. Booza Palooza Pod episode one has been picked. Deliveries to come soon. Mike, Mike Jones also fully trying to thwart the process. Went into the DMs. He's winning. Is, He's winning. Is like enticing me with a box. Are there D? Me. Are there DMs that I got to check up on? Yeah, he's gonna he's going for a bachelor party to Ocean City, Maryland, and he's gonna stop off at my house to drop off a box. Oh my god, yeah. what a mensch! And then yeah, he no. will have met all three of us. Yeah. There's only uh, a select but, few listeners who've met all three of us. So that's uh, Yeah, some of sometimes they were laying down on the grass. Uh <laughs> I'll make a commitment through football to do this every 
few weeks. What? what? How shall we pick round two of Booza Palooza Pod? Oh, that's Twitter poll. The let let the fans pick the juice. I think that's the answer. Yes, fans should pick. That's yes, yep. honestly, pick the Mike poison Jones. for us. Uh huh. Yep. And then we honestly, have to drink it. We have to drink it. And we might have to film those episodes. Oh, honestly, now hold on I, a second. I think we should start doing this on YouTube, but that's just me. I'm not opposed to it, but I think the fans aren't going to watch. I think Greg's gainly uncomely form. Could truly doom as as uncomely as it is. It is corporeal. It is we, very corporeal in the longest sense of the word. Easily hundreds of listeners. Hundreds of listeners. <laughs> <laughs> but the perverts we're gonna get who come to watch Greg. That <laughs> that makes up for it. In <laughs> Next up from Mike Jones, Jim. <laughs> Jim Turdbaugh hired a defensive coordinator based on his game plans for MSU and OSU. I heard that. Why does Jim care about his game plan for MSU if we're not a rival? Does this make us a rival? Do you think Jim asked his new DC if he also picks his nose? Jim the question Turdbaugh. is, does he eat it? And the other question is, uh, when you go to a child's baseball game, <laughs> what kind of additional equipment do you bring? You bring a self-enclosed booth. For your to, oh, for yourself to sit you in. You bring a privacy tent. <laughs> what a privacy truly tent. strange, privacy. deranged human being. <laughs> he is such a loathsome. I mean, I know we've said it too many times, but he is just <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I'm, I'm, just, I'm wow. so glad he's the coach of the team that I hate. Yes. Yes. It makes yes. it so easy. Yes. And the, and the best word is that Michigan fans love him well they, it is so rewarding they didn't and then now they have to uh, they, they know uh, that they didn't and then there's like that and it's yes, uncomfortable yes, yes but they sit in it they fucking sit in it and they the, sit in it like he sits in his boogers oh i was gonna go with God. little pop-up tents and boys oh, that been better. damn it let's rerun it back it up all right. Next up for Mike Jones, let's reverse the roles of Tuck and Izzo. What kind of offense would Izzo run on the football field? Would he ever be able to cut down on those turnovers? What kind of team would Tuck have on the basketball court? Well, Jamma, out of dust. The it's bad boys on D. Too many questions, Mike Jones. Too many questions. Yeah, that was uh, a lot of questions. A lot and of it's three yards in a cloud of dust for Izzo. And Tuck is letting Keon Coleman roll with it. Roll with it. Starting point guard, Keon Coleman. Uh, next up, Carl, you do, do, do too much, bro. Uh, fellas, you have to wake up in a tub full of ice with duct tape over your, oh, Jesus, <laughs> over your mouth and the dull hum of the Michigan fight song playing on What is going cheap on? speakers in a nearby room. Is your captor Don Thomas, Wolverine devotee, or Swanky Wolverine? And what do you do online to get yanked? Wow. Are you familiar with all of these personalities? I, have I, think, no I think I'm familiar idea. with Don Thomas. I think I've seen some of his stuff. He seems to be one of the least, or le- I shouldn't say least, lesser noxious individuals. He's uh, he's an idiot, but harmless. Right. That's uh, sure. Good. Well said. I don't know the other two. I think Swanky's probably the answer here. Um, okay. but difficult question. Wolverine devotees in the in the competition. What has so. happened to us, Carl? That this but is I wanna, taking place. And I want to know more about Carl's issues, particularly with Don, Wolverine, and Swanky. 
Uh, I think you and, and you and Carl would be uh, best of friends, Plum. Uh, I like Carl shit. I follow him. Yeah, I mean, it, he is uh, amped up in the way that you are. That a boy, Carl! I love Carl's energy. I right. love Carl's I've also energy. got to tip the cap to Carl's writing here. Like, I can picture this scenario. It feels... Yeah. It feels well, he's a he's a JD MPH, or so you know he's he's uh, the dull which, hum is really yeah the, you can picture you can that picture that yeah yeah, yep. yeah. There's it's a like real the one vibe. it's like the one mono speaker up in the corner and it's mm-hmm. like hissing a little bit mm-hmm. crackling mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah this is a uh, there's a clown involved part two <laughs> that's Jim Harbaugh yeah uh, part two or Don Thomas uh, what organs have you pilfered and or how else have you desecrated your person. Again, what did you do? But wait, what? <laughs> what did I do? What did you do? Bonus points if Don T fed you bags of Cade that McNamara's hair and nails to give you the strength while wearing your custom daddy issues. This isn't for us. This can't be. <laughs> Carl, uh, Carl, I was with you on the first one, but e- this is even stretching <laughs> the bounds of Mama Maple Leaf's credibility at this point. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't know what to tell you at this point. I don't know what to say to you. I don't oh. know. Well, I'm glad we left it on a uh, sort I'm of non sequitur. <laughs> uh, we do have to. We yeah, kind yeah. of neglected a certain topic, and that was uh, a huge mistake. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think it was a mistake. I think it was worthwhile doing it at the end because it wasn't a worthwhile thing to jump things off of. True, but it's uh, it's been a week, frankly, of uh, tragic and senseless gun violence. Yes. And uh, it is sad, dispiriting. Um, It will make you angry. It should. And 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 without hope. I mean, you know, I I just had a conversation not long ago that nothing's going to change because if you can kill kindergartners, then nothing matters. Um, But in all of this, we we lost Adrian Payne. And and it's not more special. I mean, sadly, it's not more special than all of the other lives that were lost this week. Yeah. Um, t- truly just the dumbest, hateful shit. Um, but Adrian Payne, obviously a Spartan, uh, someone who, who created many fond memories and not just, I think most remarkably, not on the court. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the connection with Lacey, who was a child going through cancer, who ultimately... Um, is no longer with us. You know, those moments were fostered by Adrian yep. and made her passing really hard for a ton of people, not the least of which is Adrian. Yep. Um, what's more infuriating about Adrian's passing is the reasons why he was gunned right. down. Yep. Being there to break up and be a mediator to a domestic violence incident. Yep. Um, I don't have great words for this. I don't know that any of us have good things to say. And I, I don't think we wanted to be contributors to a Remembering Adrian podcast because there are people who have a lot better things to say about Adrian that are worth listening to than us. Yeah. If you're not aware, Draymond uh, has a, you know, a much better podcast than we could ever hope to uh, record on the subject that you should go. Take the time to listen to almost any other subject also, right. but, uh, but certainly this one. Um, so 
you know, I, I imagine most of our listeners have th- seen things, but it, um, you know, it, it just, the way he left us is also sort of speaks to the legacy he left at MSU in terms of the things he, he seemed to care about off the court. Um, and it was, it's worth I think mentioning, I, I saw a number of followers that we, we had on Twitter talk about who had learning disabilities, who talked about what Adrian Payne meant to them. Someone who was sort of belittled as someone who wouldn't make it out of middle school or high school and, and did. And, and so, I don't know. Um, we idolize a lot of sports people here, but Adrian seemed to mean a lot to people off the court. Um, and so anyway, it's just tragic. It's been a tragic and sad week. And so we're going to end it on a downer note, but I guess better than starting it on that note. Yep. Um, anything, I, I monopolized anything else. No, anyone wants to say well said. Yep, indeed. All right. All right. Well, uh, I guess go green. Go away. Go away guys.